today's episode, I talk to Claire Daniels, who has a non-typical story of how you can acquire a business. She joined Trio, a digital marketing agency, in 2018, after her sister-in-law, who was running the business, went on maternity leave. She describes how she eventually bought out her sister-in-law, the steps she had to take to do that, and the pressures that that put on the family dynamic. Hope you enjoy our conversation. Well, welcome. Can you start by introducing yourself, telling me a bit about who you are and your business, please? Yep. So, hi, everyone. I'm Claire Daniels. I'm the CEO of a digital marketing agency called Trio Media. So, Trio was founded just over six years ago, but it wasn't actually founded by myself. So, my personal background was always in in-house marketing roles. So, before getting into agency world, most recently being head of marketing, a big tech company um, local to where I live and had a long ambition of owning my own agency. But then actually, as my career progressed in house, I'd kind of come to terms with, oh, actually, this is my path now. And then one thing led to another. I mean, whether we'll dive into it more, but the the whistle stop, you know, tour journey of what happened was actually my brother passed away. And so I quit my job and then got involved with Trio because my sister-in-law had actually set up the business. So I was helping her. It was a tough time for me. She was off having a baby. So I helped her with the business. And then, you know, long story short, I ended up buying her out um, and had taken over shares of the other directors as well. And so I've been running the business since July 2020. And we've gone from strength to strength on average 45% year on year revenue growth. There's now 17 of us. We're based in Leeds. And we cover kind of all areas of the digital marketing space. So website design and development, SEO, PPC, social media, and all other forms of content creation as well. Okay. So when you say your sister-in-law, so this was your brother's wife? No. No. Okay. That would be awkward. (laughs) Right. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, your husband died and now you have no business. No, definitely. So that's actually, yeah, my husband's sister. Okay. Okay, so your husband's sister set the business up? Yes. And how, when was that then? So she set it up with a couple of her friends in September 2017. It was three of them. So that's as imaginative as the naming went, which is why we are called Trio. <laughs> and, you know, which is something that we're looking at, at changing probably longer term as well. But it's just never been a priority to change that. But so I quit my job in the summer of 2018 and started getting involved with Trio kind of almost immediately after that, doing a couple of days a week, just helping out while she went off to have a baby. And and one of the previous business partners had already left. There was just two of them. So I was actually working alongside the other one and then doing my own thing as well. I was looking at setting up an environmental consultant business at the time because I wanted to do something totally different and I'm really passionate about the environment. Quickly realised though that when you're grieving and depressed and you've got no experience in an industry that trying to set up a business doing something on your own, probably not the right thing to be doing at that time. But I kind of stayed, stayed involved with Trio. I was figuring my path out and then my sister-in-law came back to work and I was like, right, you guys don't need me anymore. I'll take a step back. And then actually what they found from me stepping away was they did need me. And actually one thing kind of led to another. And I just took on the shares of 
the business partner, the other person involved. So the business was struggling at the time. It was, right, do I take a leap of faith and actually invest my time in this properly and, and really get involved in it? So I did. I actually just took on 50% of the business and, and got involved full time. And then my sister-in-law went to have another baby. She kind of had a more of a full year off. I kind of transformed the business in that time. And when she came back, the business was in a different place. We weren't aligned with what we thought, where we could see the business going. I am very much ambitious, was really after growing and scaling the business, whereas you know, I don't want to speak ill of her, but be more a lifestyle business for her. You know, we had a conversation. Obviously, it was very difficult at the time. But I had a conversation and kind of agreed we couldn't work together with where we were both at the stages in our lives and what we were trying to do. I equally was like, I can walk away or I could buy you out. And so the option of me buying her out was the one we went with and that's where we are now. So our relationship is great. Everything's fine. You know, it was turbulent for a time, but you've got to do these things. And obviously there's a lot more of a story to it if you did want to get into that. Yeah. So, okay. So there were three founders and were they equal partners in terms of shareholding? So then when the first person left the business, you took on their shares. Was that just a straight? No. So the no. first person okay. left before I was even involved. I mean, right. That was like literally a month or two after they'd set up, this person realised it, it wasn't for them. So then they were two um, and I took on the shares of the other person, first of all. So I was then equal business partners with my sister-in-law. I for a see. Period. But why did the second person give up their shares? What happened there? I think just it not, you know, there wasn't peace at home and they weren't getting along. There was a lot to it that isn't my story, you know, to tell with regards to them too. So I think the period whilst my sister-in-law was off having a baby, she didn't feel that she'd been very well supported by her business partner. So I was there helping out, but I think it came down to that, but I won't go too much more into that. But ultimately, there was a lot of unrest and... There was a conversation they had, again, that I wasn't privy to, where my sister-in-law kind of said, look, I, you need to leave to this person. And they did. You know, they just did. And they signed away the shares, but they weren't really worth anything at that point. The business was in debt. It was just, okay, go your separate ways. And they both were to go and do the same thing as each other, but separately. Okay. This is really interesting because basically three people set up a business, but then one of them left and then another one left. Yeah. <laughs> and then, But how far in was this? Like what stage was the business at? So it was still really early. So the, the second founder left in, it was either 2018 or 2019. So, you know, the business has been founded late 2017. I can't remember exactly. So actually, for you to get to 50%, there was no money involved. It was just taking on existing... Yeah, it was just taking a gamble. Equity. Okay. Yeah. And I was at a place in my life where I could do that because I'd quit my job. I had some money to support myself anyway. So it was a bit of a, well, what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> yeah. So then your sister-in-law went off and had a second baby and then came back from maternity leave. And then you ended up buying her out. So... That, how was that sort of put together? Was there sort of money involved at this point? It was, what, yeah. what sort of size was the business? 
So the I bought her out for a hundred grand. So that was based on a two times multiplier of our profit at the time. You know, still relatively small. I had that money. So my circumstances, because obviously I appreciate buying someone out isn't an easy proposition for everyone if you don't have the money available as people do wonder well where and how so the transparency with that I mean when my brother passed away and also the kind of catalyst to me leaving my job he didn't have a partner or a family and I was on his life insurance policy so and I had no idea and actually one day I got phoned at work because they didn't have a mobile number for me and you know this work call comes through like we've been trying to get in touch with you we've got this money for you, you know, and that was a total shock for me. But that was what made me think, right, I've been struggling since this news. I'm going to quit my job because I've got some time to kind of think when doing that. So I had that money, which was helping to sustain me, but also sat in the bank. But my husband and I also renovate houses and we had a house that we were about to sell. And so there was a bit of convincing him of, you know, can I take some of that money that, because this is more like his baby's is the property renovation. Can I have some of that to put towards this? Because I know that I can make us a lot of money off the investment if we put it into the business. So we kind of mutually agreed we'd take some of that money and put it into buying her out. So the conversation was not easy. You know, she returned from maternity leave and it was just us both in the face you know, hard and fast that while we can't work together, like both of our circumstances had changed so much, who we were as people had changed and moved on and we just knew it wasn't right. Just the first month of her being back, there was just arguments and everything had been running fine and then I had to kind of make space for this person coming back in and it just didn't work. And she at the time actually was working with a life coach and she had asked me to meet with her life coach to see if there was just any way that that person could help us with our relationship. And I actually just went into this person and went, I can't work with her. And she said to me, what would you want to do? I said, I'd want to buy her out. And her life coach said, well, that's what you need to do because I think that's aligned with actually what I'm hearing she wants in her life. So re- really interesting circumstances and that led to that. But ultimately what was happening was my sister-in-law was saying she wants freedom, she wants money, she just wants to be able to do her own thing. That's what her ideal life looked like, you know, where I'm fine with structure and managing people and being at the office and making things happen. And I wasn't in it for money straight away. I was happy to go, well, I want to build something. So Actually, what we both wanted aligned with us going our separate ways. But obviously, actually faced with the truth is very difficult. So I had asked her life coach to facilitate a session between the three of us where we sat around a table and, yeah, I had the opportunity to say, I don't think it's working. I will also happily leave. But, you know, truth be told, I knew me leaving wasn't a possibility mm-hmm. because I left, she couldn't keep running what was going. I know that's kind of a harsh truth, but that is what it was. So 
But I put that on the table to show I'm trying to be fair. I'll do either. I just want to reach an amicable solution. But I also, I can offer you this opportunity for me to buy you out. And within that one setting, it was essentially agreed. We went round a lot of emotions, but I do think it was one of those, once it was out in the open, there was no way we could have gone back from that or reconciled it in another mm. way. So as soon as it was out there, it was like, well, that is what's going to happen. And then there was just a discussion then of like, okay, we're going to go away and figure out how much and come back to you, you know, with a proposal of what that looks like. And we confirmed it all very quickly within the space of a few weeks. From that conversation, she didn't want to come back into the office. She didn't want to see people. She was just like over it. So we just asked her to come in once and announce to the team, look, this is happening. There was only, I think there was about six of us at the time, really small, and kind of announced that this is what's going on. Obviously, I went and got a solicitor involved and we kind of drew up an agreement. And what the agreement was at the time was the value that I mentioned, but also that she could actually retain 10% shares. Okay. As things went on, so she left and there was a period where it was difficult. It's going to be the case and weren't really talking. Um, And then it was my belief she couldn't go and set up another agency. You know, that wouldn't be the right thing to do. And Somehow it got lost in communication in our legal paperwork that that was what I wanted the agreement to look like. So even though I'd agreed it in writing with her, it wasn't actually in the contract when we bought her out that she couldn't set up again. And the solicitor came back to me and was like, oh, I'm really sorry. I just thought because it was your sister-in-law that it was all fine and we didn't put anything like that in. Yeah, I know. Because um, normally solicitors are the other way around. They're sort of thinking of worst case scenarios and trying to scare you. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Okay. That wasn't in there. And I found that out when I had a call from a customer that she'd been in touch with them. And it was like, okay, this is going to get a bit dirty. So found out I didn't have a legal leg to stand on and then just kind of took a step back from the situation and thought, what, what do I want out of this? And I thought, I don't want her to have shares in my business. That, that's what, what I want. You know, I don't want to stop her earning money. You know, if she wants to go and set up again, that's absolutely fine. I, I would never stop anyone from being able to make a living. And she shouldn't contact our clients. And that's it. So, again, I just then had a conversation with her. I said, look, I'm not going to stop you doing what you're doing but don't contact our clients. And if you're going to set up, I don't think it's fair. You've got shares in this business if you're doing it again. So I want my shares back. And she just agreed and just signed them over, which I do think is very short-sighted based on what I'm growing. But that worked best for me. You know, I thought, hang on, this is always going to hang over me that, you know, when I build a multi-million pound business and it she really didn't do very much apart from set it up right at the start and bring in a couple of hundred grand. If I have to pay her out all this at the end. Yeah. So it, it worked out for the best for me because I got the outcome that I truly wanted. And so did she. You know, she's just got the freedom to do what she wants. And now she just works for herself. That's all she wants to do. Just have right. And okay. just do her own thing. I was going to ask about that because it's sort of interesting that the life coach was hearing that she sort of wanted out of the existing business to then go out and set up again. But if she's just doing it as a sort of just her sole trader type situation, I can understand that. 
while I've got you here, I just wanted to let you know a little bit about me. After having acquired a TV commercials production company earlier this year, I'm currently doing a roll-up in the video production space, and I'm looking for production companies to join my group. If you don't think you're quite there yet, I'm also spending some of my time advising smaller businesses on business growth and exit planning. So if you want to chat to me about that, drop me a line on LinkedIn. Here endeth the advert. Where does your husband sit in all of this? He must have felt quite in the middle of everything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He wasn't happy. Right. I mean, he didn't want me to go in with her in the first place. He was just like, this is just a recipe for disaster. <laughs> um, he didn't, didn't want it to happen, but it did. Was uncomfortable about the buyout, but also understood that it kind of was what needed to be done. And, and at that point, he'd seen me running it and see what I could do and he is my biggest fan, you know, and he was a real supporter of what I could do, but he just didn't want it to ever damage family relationships. And I would say it was probably just uncomfortable for around six months and everything now is absolutely fine. You know, not only the auntie to her children, but godparent as well. And we've all got a really great relationship, but now husband is fine and happy and he's pleased that all of that is in the past but yeah he wasn't happy about it at the time and honestly it's just I don't like that it's my story really you know it's such a weird way to get to where we are and it's such a weird part but it's in the past it is what it is but we are just totally different it's like the business just changed in every single way from what it was before with the previous owners to what it is now so apart from the name which as I mentioned is probably going to change at some point it's just a totally different business okay so you're now 100% shareholder of the business and what are your future plans where are you hoping to take it I have some quite exciting plans not all of them are out in the open yet so I'll have a think about how much I want to okay. share <laughs> Attempt everything. Yeah, ultimately <laughs> the vision. The vision is to build a multi-million turnover marketing company. I don't think that that is Trio, you know. So that's why we're looking at the rebrand, but with a rebrand, potentially repositioning of leaning into the things that we have had great success from, do really well, our clients love us for, and maybe not doing some other things, and also looking at an investment in AI. Because I think it's not going anywhere. And actually, to build a company for the future, we have to be looking at how we can incorporate AI into that. And then that will also help achieve a much higher valuation when we come to that point. So I'm not in a race to exit because I'm enjoying what I'm doing. So I'm 34. Originally said to the team a couple of years ago, I was like, right, going to sell the business when I'm 40. So that's what we're aiming for. And then I was like, and then what am I going to do? I like, I love doing this. I, I don't want to stop doing it. So I don't want to put that timestamp on it. And so now I've got a bit of a mission that I'm on in terms of growing something. And I do think there's possibly an element of starting something of my own because I didn't found this business. And, you know, there's certain hats and names that I feel I can't wear. I don't have the right to wear, like a founder, you know, like people categorize you as business founders I'm like well not a founder still say I'm an entrepreneur and you know do I feel like I'm running someone else's business still because I took it on you know I think there's maybe a, a tiny niggling piece of that in the background 
But what is that? Why does it matter? Because in another way, like, who cares? You're running a business and you're pride. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, it's not pride because I'm super proud of what I've grown, but almost just another level of accomplishment. Like, okay, I've done this. What if I started something? Because I think taking that leap to start your own business is so scary. And, you know, equally what I did was equally as daunting. Because I've been through that, I'm like, oh, I'm built for this and I've got the resilience for it and maybe I've got another thing in me. So, you know, we can create something, put it out there. So that's where I'm at the moment and what I'm looking to build will be an international business. We're looking at all areas, how we can grow something truly scalable. Because I think in the marketing agency world, there's only so many marketing agencies that people in marketing can name. You know, there's not that many that break through the barrier of everyone knows who you are. And I'd like to try do that. So I'm on a bit of a mission at the moment. <laughs> Sounds very exciting. Yes, I believe you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a very sort of non-traditional way of buying into a business, but it's absolutely legitimate and it's a way of doing it. And I think that's kind of, that's very interesting to hear your story. And I think that's the thing and it's why I was, keen to tell it and thought it's still relevant for the people that listen to your podcast because there is no set way that you get into this or get out of it and all the paths look different and I've helped people by telling my story who actually are 20 years into running their agency and they're like okay the other founders are ready to leave but I'm ready to grow and have the final push and they don't know how to start that conversation and you know now having gone through it having found the way you know, I really do think because it was in my mind every day, I need to buy her out. I need to find a way to take this forward myself, that the opportunity arose. You know, I do believe when you think about something, give it enough attention, that those are things that happen. And I made that opportunity, found an opportunity to make it happen. And it's not easy, but if anyone is in that situation, yeah, for me, it was early days, but for someone else, it could be years down the line just find a way to have the conversation that gives you what you want because I think a lot of people are too scared to say what they want say actually this isn't working anymore or whatever it may be so hopefully this story just inspires some people to know that that you can have the conversation and it can work out. (laughs) And has it made you think about acquiring businesses as a way to scale your own now that you've done it once? Yes absolutely I mean there's a lot on my agenda that I'm thinking about The thing is, I've been really proud of the fact that, you know, within six months, I'd I'd bought the business with my own money and got us out of any debt previously been, you know, accumulated. And I've always been really proud of being privately funded and we've had no other funding. I do think there's an element like I couldn't afford to buy another business right now. You know, maybe that will change in the future, but it is a consideration of on the scaling journey will at some point I look for external investment to help with acquisitions to help grow but it's I'm really on the fence about it because I like owning my business myself and I like not owing anyone any money (laughs) but it can change because I do think you know the companies that sometimes I'm guilty of comparing myself to it's like oh it's very easy to compare when they had a million pound investment and could get where they went very quickly so it's right well do you sell your soul to the devil get investment and just go on the journey and be like yay I can I'm the poster girl for that journey or 
work hard at it, chip away to, and make it happen. So we'll, we'll see. I'm open to all options because ultimately what I'm committed to now is delivering the vision that I have. And, you know, that could be in multiple different forms of how we get there. Great. That's really, really, really interesting to hear. Yeah. It's all, you know, when people are like, oh, so when did you start your business or whatever? Like, right, okay, well, I didn't start it. A bit complicated. This, you know, you yeah. find people a real whistle-stop journey tour of it. So I've never heard of anyone else on <laughs> the journey that I've had, but that's fine. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you very much for listening to the Exit Plan podcast. From next week, I'm going to be introducing an M&A Q&A section to the podcast. So if you've got any questions that you'd like answered, drop me a line on LinkedIn or send me an email on barnaby at foxcogroup.com and I'll make sure that your question gets answered in a future episode. I'm also planning some live events in 2024, bringing together experts in the M&A space and the Exit Plan community. So if you're interested in early access to those, follow the Exit Plan podcast page on LinkedIn and sign up to our mailing list. I've left a link for that in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, please do leave us a review. It really helps other people find us. And if you're wondering what's next for you and your business and want to chat about an exit plan, drop me a line.